KMTT, Kimitzion Tetzei Torah. You're listening to the Arab Shabbat program, Arab Shabbat Kodesh, Vayakhel Pekudei, Parashat HaKodesh, Kafdal Adar, the Arab Shabbat program is Lilui Nishmat, Shlomo Yosef Ben Chaim Shmuel, and I'm Jonathan Snowbell. The nice thing about laning is practicing the Parsha. When you practice the Parsha, you get to see things over and over again, be inundated by them. Sometimes you notice things that uh, you wouldn't have otherwise noticed, because... I might, uh, when I'm leaning the part, when I'm reading a parsha, so I read from the beginning till the end, as it is logical. But when I'm leaning a parsha, I read from the beginning till the end, and back to the beginning, and back to the end, back to the beginning, back to the end, over and over and over again. And this allows me to notice something from the beginning of the parsha that may be forgotten. Once I get to the end of the parsha, I get to go back to the beginning again and notice it again. There's no great discovery here, but practicing, practicing parshat pikudei, the kasher tziva shemet Moshe cannot. cannot be ignored. It's interesting to note, now I'm perusing through uh, through Parshat Vayakhel, it's not as, not, in the, not as much in the forefront, though they're making the, the, the Kalim for the Mishkan and the Mishkan itself. Only once the discussion... of the Bigdei Kuna come up in Parshat Pekudei does this phrase that comes over itself Kasher Tziv and Moshe repeat itself over and over again Vayaset Taifot Kasher Tziv HaShem and Moshe Vayaset Avnei Shoam Kasher Tziv HaShem and Moshe Vayaset Achoshen and they fod Kasher Tziv HaShem and Moshe Vayaset Hamil Kasher Tziv HaShem and Moshe and then Eventually, the discussion vis-à-vis the entire Mishkan in its entirety comes up, and then it does reflect on the the kelim of the Mishkan, the vessels of the Mishkan, and the Mishkan itself, Kasher Tziva Hashem and Moshe. And finally, at the end of the Parsha, when they actually establish the Mishkan, everything is once again, Kasher Tziva Hashem and Moshe, Kasher Tziva Hashem and Moshe, over and over again, until the climax of the Parsha, which is the end of the Parsha, God's presence is felt in the Mishkan to the extent that Moshe cannot even enter Oel Moed because God has filled the Mishkan with His presence. Typically, when we talk about Ka'asher Tziva Hashem and Moshe, we talk about B'nai Israel's 
adherence to the mitzvot, they did exactly like they were commanded, they didn't change anything, they did what they were supposed to do. And then in that instance, I'm supposed to give a drasha about that. To me, what is striking Kasher Tziva Shemet Moshe has two sides to it. Kasher Tziva Shemet Moshe. There was a practical commandment which B'nai Yisrael were to fulfill, and that they did. And that is an element of Kashar Tzivashem and Moshe. But there is an intent that came up with the Tzivui. The Tzivui of God had an intent. An intent of Vasuli Mikdash V'Shachanti B'Tocham. They will make a sanctuary, a Mikdash, I will dwell amongst them. So, it is true that on the Peshat level, Kasher Tziva Hashem and Moshe is trying to point out that B'nai Israel executed the Mishkan as they were commanded. But even on a Peshat level, certainly the end of the Parsha talks about Kasher Tziva Hashem and Moshe That the intent was fulfilled, Kasher Tziva Hashem and Moshe, just like God commanded to Moshe, Vasuli Mikdash Vishachanti Betocham, God is there, just like He commanded. Where am I going with all of this? God commanded the establishment of the Mishkan and all the vessels, and the clothing for the Kohanim in Parshiot, Truma, and Tetzaveh. In the middle of all of this, there's Chet Egel. Extreme rupture within the relationship between God and Bnei Israel. that raised the idea of God destroying B'nai Israel. A process in which we were introduced to God's attributes of mercy, Midot HaRachamim, and which a process of atonement, forgiveness, was gone through, And then we reach Vayakel Pekude. Now again, it be pointed out that Rashi is of the belief that the commandment of the Mishkan and the execution of making the Mishkan is all post Chet But the Pshat of the Torah is that 
there was a commandment for the Mishkan as part of the issues that were discussed when Moshe was in Har Sinai for the first 40 days prior to Chet HaEgel. And the execution of the Mishkan is after Chet HaEgel. It's remarkable when you think about it that it's that it's one thing that Bnei Israel were able to execute the Mishkan as they were commanded. Bnei Israel had an interest here in correcting what they did in Chet Ha'egel. and they went into the building of the Mishkan with zeal from the donation stage, which too much was brought, and they had to send out a message to the to the camp to the encampment stop bringing it's a separate topic of um, fiscal honesty which why, why would they care if they brought more so they could you know pad their pockets but that wasn't certainly wasn't the attitude the attitude was we take what we need whatever we don't need we don't take To the building of the Mishkan, which was done, Kasher Tziva Hashem et Moshe. But the fact that the intent on God's side is also Kasher Tziva Hashem et Moshe, that's more of a remarkable statement. There is no inkling in Parshat Vayakhel Pekudei that there was a Chet HaEgel in the interim. Truman Tetzaveh vis-a-vis Vayakel Pekude, parallel each other, mirror each other, so greatly, it's hard to believe that Parashat Kitisa even comes up in the middle. The relationship of Am Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is, in many places in the Tanakh, the relationship between a man and a woman. Though it is popular within modern Western society to believe that a marriage can survive an affair. The point of view of halacha is that a woman who cheats on her husband can no longer be with her husband. It's over. It's finished. The breach of trust is so great that there's nothing to go back to. Everything has fallen apart. Now, we should mention that this is not the case if the man cheats on a wife because in Torah's view... There could have been more than one wife. So, by definition, having a relationship with another woman is not cheating. And it should be noted that how we determine that the wife has cheated on her husband is something that has to be brought into question. But, the principle of the matter is that the wife cheating is the destruction of the marriage, the end of the marriage, the end of the relationship unapologetically, no two ways about it. 
That being the case, when Am Yisrael taking an extreme and the worst case scenario view of what happened at Chet HaEgel, when they cheat on HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and they turn themselves over to Avodah Zarah, that should be the end of it. And that's what God says. There's another element, however, in the relationship between Kadosh Baruch Hu and Am Yisrael, and that is a relationship of a father and a son. And within that relationship, a father and a son relationship, parent and a child relationship, there is no end to this relationship. This relationship is a fact relationship, a relationship based on fact. This person is my son because I'm his father. There is nothing he that he could do or I could do that could change that. We may have better times and worse times. We may grow farther apart or closer together. But I will always be this person's father and he will always be my son. Not true of a husband and wife relationship. In Judaism, we don't believe in a Catholic marriage. We believe in divorce and we believe in the need for divorce in the case of a cheating wife. The relationship is not an internal, eternal relationship. It's a relationship based on trust and when the trust has been destroyed, the relationship is over. The duality of the relationship between God and B'nai Israel allows for Parshat Vayakel Pekudeh. The ability to be passionate is, is part of a relationship between a man and a woman. The man and the woman relationship is a passionate relationship, is an intense relationship. Passion is not a word, I think, that we put into our lexicon when we're talking about the father-son relationship. It is something that is a constant relationship. It's not an easy relationship, but it's a constant. And that's the word that would be in the forefront of that relationship. And when a Kadosh Baruch Hu puts into the equation, Shlosh Rachamim, the, the attributes of mercy. When he puts into the equation an ability to atone, to be forgiven, in Parshat Kitisa, he allows for a father-son relationship, a relationship to be an eternal relationship, a relationship that is always going to be there, with its ups and downs perhaps, but when a relationship is always there, there is always room to strengthen the relationship, to maintain the relationship. 
A relationship that's based solely on the husband-wife model is not a relationship with by, which by definition allows for reconciliation. There can be an end to the relationship. However, being that there could be an end to a relationship, that is a risk. It has potential for a much greater passion. When God commanded the building of the Mishkan, He commanded for a passionate relationship between Am Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, in which He will dwell amongst them. When Bnei Yisrael sinned, that was the end of the relationship. God wanted to destroy Am Yisrael. By introducing mercy and forgiveness into the relationship, God introduced the element of the father-son relationship. And by introducing the father-son relationship, he introduced the eternal element of this relationship, that no matter what happens, and we discussed this on Purim, the relationship will always be maintained. It will have difficult times, but it will be a constant. This... almost miraculous part of this relationship, allows for Kasher Tziva Hashem et Moshe. That not only did we fulfill the commandment of executing the Mishkan to the last detail, but God came and dwelt amongst us. And God dwelt amongst us in the Kodesh HaKodeshim, the most intimate place of meeting between Am Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, which, when we look at the different parts of the furniture, Chazal Zayz is referred to Chadar Hamitot, the bedroom. Kodesh HaKadoshim is the bedroom between Am Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu. So when God comes and fulfills His end of the bargain, and I will dwell amongst them, The father-son relationship saves the relationship between Am Yisrael and HaKadosh Baruch Hu, But we didn't lose the wife-husband relationship either. The husband-wife relationship, pardon me. In order to be constant. The father is HaKadosh Baruch Hu and the son is B'nai Yisrael. The husband is God and the wife is Am Yisrael. The father-son relationship saved the relationship and made it into a constant, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu chose to dwell amongst us, as a husband would dwell with his wife, that's our more remarkable part of this whole relationship. And when we read Vayakel Pekudei, we read Vayakel Pekudei as though it comes on the heels of Parshat Parshiot Rumat in the beginning of Parshat Kitisa, we read it as though there was no Cheta Egel in the interim. And perhaps that is the need for Parshiot Vayakel Pekudei, because it would have been easy to say at the end of, at the end of all the commandments of the Mishkan, Vayasu Ben Israel Kholsher Tivashem and Moshe, and Sefer Shmot, two and a half Parshiot earlier. 
But that wasn't possible because there was Chet in the interim. And the need to spell out Vayakel Pekude in great detail, as Trumat was spelled out in great detail, was to say, we did what we were supposed to and God did what He was supposed to. Just like it was commanded in original in the original state in Trumat in the pure, unadulterated relationship between God and Am Yisrael, so too the execution, both from our perspective, we did everything to the last detail, and from God's perspective, that God allowed for the relationship to continue despite Chet HaEgel, and the lack of the mention of Chet HaEgel in Parshat Vayakal Pekude tells us that not only did the relationship maintain, what well, not only was the relationship maintained, but the relationship was maintained in the in, in the same intensity of the original intent, like a relationship of a husband and wife who have been true to each other, who are in love with each other, who are passionate with each other. And on that note, may we head on this parashat hachodesh into. Chag Pesach, which is a Chag of beginnings, a Chag of renewal in the spring season of the year to renew our relationship with HaKadosh Baruch Hu with new passion and new intensity. Shabbat Shalom.